I'm watching this with my two sons, six and four. Yep. And are they talking? They're not talking. They would never talk, Jay. God damn right. You, I would break their necks, right? And throw them into the screen. That's right. I'd be on the five o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> Father kills two boys. For, talking in the movie talking theater. Talking in the movie theater. <laughs> Uncle says, yeah, that's about right. It's <laughs> about right. <laughs> He's in jail now, too. They share, they share a cell together. Match made in heaven. Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 13, Monday, July 11th, 2022. This episode, we will be discussing Thor, Love and Thunder. We will also be touching on a couple of trailers, news, and we will be talking about The Boys Season 3 finale. Uh, but first, don't forget to visit our new website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes and shoot us an email at contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. And before we get into anything, <clears throat> Jay's got a bone to pick. I do. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> Theater etiquette. Uh, so... Uh, the wife and I, we went and saw Thor uh, Thursday mm-hmm. evening. And so you saw the preview. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because it opened it, it, on Friday. It opened on Friday. Yeah. And then I was trying to figure out why I didn't know because I knew at first they started doing midnight showings about 20 years ago. Around there, yeah. And then it, and technically it was released on the same day because yeah. it was midnight. Yep. And then they started doing like 11 o'clock 10 o'clock and still technically i think they were playing with time zones like well greenwich mean time right 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 so i didn't know if they just went full circle and just oh fuck it we'll do the whole day before but uh so yeah i guess we saw the preview um but we caught the uh 6 30 showing and 6 30 yeah it was i left work early for this Wow, I just can't believe they showed it that early. Yeah. Well, they had showings earlier in the day. They had uh, showings at five. They had, I think, uh, up until like three or whatever. I mean, so it was pretty much released the full day before. Yeah. And um, I'm out of the loop. I didn't know it was that early. If I would have known that, damn. Yeah. All right. Well, now I know. Yeah. Now I know. The, uh, but anyways, we were there in two things. And I hadn't been, I have not been to the theaters a lot since COVID. Uh, but the movies I've seen in theaters since COVID was uh, James Bond, mm-hmm. the uh, I can't even I'm spa- oh No Time to Die, and then uh, Spider Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. You saw the Batman? Oh, and the Batman, mm-hmm. and <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> along with everybody else. <laughs> um, and uh, then Thor: Love and Thunder. Yep. <clears throat> And I think that so of the five times theater experience was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly, I had not run into any goofballs in the theater. However, that streak ended uh, Thursday when we watched uh, the first first instance was uh, the theater. We went and watched it has those recliners. So you're able to reserve your seats. We like it like that because we could show up whenever, stop at the concession. I don't have to worry about getting center center. Mm-hmm. It's already there. Yep. Uh, which is the proper way to watch a movie. It is the um, proper way to I can <clears throat> concur. Front row, what are you, four? No. Yes. That's not. Back what? row? No, unless you're getting a handy, you don't need to be in the back row. That's right. Um, but so center center, 
that way you can get the full view. You don't have to be panning your head left and right, trying yep. to catch all the action. Yep. So anyways, uh, we're sitting there and then in comes a young family and uh, parents and their, I'm assuming, three or four year old child. <clears throat> and first, and I mean, she was adorable. She was walking through sure. waving at everybody as she was going down the She's three. She's dial. four. Yeah. There you go. And um, I was like, okay. And she sits down. Trailers start playing. Commercials are going completely silent, quiet. And I'm like, nice. I'll allow it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> allow it. You can watch. And I completely forget she's there until the movie starts. Then she wants to talk mm. and blah, 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 blah. And <clears throat> I am not opposed to children going to theaters. I, I, I understand um, I am not opposed to bringing your kids to a movie. Yeah. Um, however, if you are questioning whether your child can sit through an entire movie or would be able to handle it or sit through it quietly, uh, maybe not go on the opening day of a, it's a good rule of thumb. Highly. That's fair. Of like a large fan base movie. I I'm right there with you. It's um, fair. <clears throat> I mean, and it's not, I mean, it was Thor. It wasn't, I mean, it's not like a Minions. If I went and saw the Minions, I'd expect that right. no matter what's showing. Sure. Um, when I was like years ago, like uh, WALL-E, uh, I was really looking forward to that movie when it came out. And I remember I specifically went to the- Night showing? Uh, yeah. It was like a 10 p.m. showing. Right. And because I was like, I I was really looking forward to this. I didn't want a lot of, and there wasn't. It was mainly all adults that sure. wanted to go see that movie. Um, but yeah, she was talking the entire time. I will say this, uh, the mother, uh, grabbed the keys and they went somewhere else. So, oh, so she took, yeah, this was like probably maybe a half hour into it. Ooh. She wasn't calming down or anything. So she took her. So kudos for that. Um, <clears throat> the other instance, this person knew better. Um, wasn't for a guy with some neck beard or some shit, <laughs> but it's, it's like, he never saw a movie before. But he was reacting like, we get it, dude. You're a fan. You know what's oh, up. Wow. Or just one of those people sure. to where something, quote unquote, shocking would happen or funny. And it's something funny that happened in the trailer. And they laugh at it like it's the first time they've seen Like, shut the fuck up. You've seen that. You're not. No one. Ugh. Like, if, you, <laughs> if something funny happens in the trailer and then it's in the movie, you're not allowed to laugh. That's a law. That should, should be a law. <laughs> it is a law, right? You go to jail for that. Yeah. And no parole. It's like that. Fuck. You've seen it before. You knew it was coming. But um, but yeah, I it, can see you just stewing in your fucking seat. It, <laughs> I'm sitting there like uh, Jerry Lungardner's fa father-in-law from Fargo, just like watching <laughs> yeah. the football game, squeezing his ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like if a quote-unquote like a twist or something shock. I'm using air quotes, people. Yeah. Uh, something shocking happening, like. <gasps> Oh, mid credit scene. It was scene. really that bad? Oh, God. mid credit scene, um, which, spoiler, if you haven't seen Thor, Love, and Thunder, you probably have, but at the end credit scene, one of them is um, someone shows up to Valhalla, yeah. and 
and it's like oh and you see a character that you haven't seen in a while and the guy's like oh oh and i'm like dude what the fuck is wrong with you you're i mean the guy was like in his 20s and yeah. you make a mess in his pants yeah i don't know but <laughs> what's the point like yeah. is it is he is he hoping to make like a large enough reaction that he's fielding questions out in the lobby like he's head nerd or something i just don't i don't i don't get the overreaction we get it you exist maybe you're just not as passionate jay I guarantee that. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking fact. <laughs> but the uh, but theater etiquette. I don't know. I just. I mean, I'm, I'm with you with that. Yeah, that's e- ridiculous. Taking a step further, that's why I haven't let my kids see the sky. E- every birthday, I give them a chance to see the sky. Yeah, we go outside. Yes. They make a single noise. Nope, right back inside. You're not ready. You need to be quiet. Children should be seen, not heard. Father of the year. Over hey, here. I'm just saying. <laughs> well-behaved children exactly that's the that's the they shudder at the sight of other human beings good for you jay yeah yeah they're gonna be wonderful people yeah and i get it uh if if they couldn't find a sitter whatever sure but uh, go see minions well go see thor but don't see it opening day wait a week sure Go, go see, go it, see it on a Tuesday at one o'clock in the afternoon or right. Sunday at eleven a.m. or something to where there's not going to be a lot of people. That's what I did. And I took my boys who are four and six at the eleven a.m. showing on Sunday. Did they make a peep? No. Well, we'll get into what my son asked me, but uh, no, they didn't make any noise. Because if I was there, because and they I spoke stuffed their all, faces with popcorn I, and candy, I would throw them through the screen. <laughs> yeah. And teach them the respect that is needed for a theater and they'd be like yay <laughs> uncle jay's throwing me <laughs> <laughs> again again but the uh but yeah it's just it boggles my mind the fact that people don't under i mean i don't know if they think they're being funny if it I, it's got to be an attention thing i don't i never understood it um and he was alone or was he with someone i think he was with some but all of it like everyone else he was, if he was with somebody you didn't really hear anybody else. Right. Okay. Like, and if that was one of my friends, I mean, I've told my parents to shut the fuck up in a theater right. before. I, I have no qualms about that. A uh, buddy of mine, we, I still remember we went and saw Spider-Man two and he leans over. He's like, and it was like the opening swinging sequence. Mm-hmm. He, he goes in between the uh, semi and the trailer and he leans over. He's like, oh, these action scenes are making me hard. And I, and he meant it as a joke. Sure. And he's trying to be funny. And I immediately, reciprocated the act and i said shut the fuck up (laughs) and watch the goddamn movie and i mean we were in high school at the time or whenever that wow movie came out so it's never been i just i don't understand i get laughing i get sure the uh i mean and i'm not saying you can't laugh you can't have an expression but just the -the over-the-top bullshit don't go over the top yeah just just enjoy it don't it's not about you people don't pay money to hear you react it's i'm right there with you yeah it's proper etiquette. Watch the fucking movie. It's a lost just, art. The, uh, Which I, yeah, but, I can't say that. Most people are cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mo- most people are. I think it, 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 I haven't noticed it being as bad before COVID. I think mm-hmm. since COVID, it's, I feel like it's calmed down a lot. But I mean, I've been in the theater five times in the past six months. So mm-hmm. it, I feel like that was the only instance I've, I've felt. But, and, um, he, and he was sitting right next to you. He wasn't sitting next to me. He was actually, four rows holy shit he's a ways back like it was enough to where i'm like where the fuck are you sitting because it 
It sounded cl- like it, he wasn't close, but it sounded f- far enough away to where I shouldn't be hearing him at that point. He was point. acoustically positioned in the prime. Yeah, it was like point in the theater to just ruin. They were designing experience. the theater, and you're like, "Well, how's the acoustics? The acoustics are really good, except if anyone sits in this seat, they're going to have a problem if this person over here is making a lot of noise, <laughs> just because with the shape of the theater, it's going to be reverberating." And but uh, you were at the inflection point. I was wonderful. Was the parabolic curves everything just met right there it's a square room Why what if he, what if he was sitting box? right next to you would you politely said uh hey sir could you just uh see could now you, you know do ross you know you do the right like i, I want to do the ross okay. um what i've done to strangers is i wouldn't look at them i wouldn't um uh, i wouldn't speak to them directly if they would overreact i'd just do a shh and I just do that. And usually that's enough. People get the point. But, okay. Um, and then he takes out his knife and stabs you. Yeah. <laughs> I've only had that experience one time. Yeah. Me and Nicole saw Arga. Okay. Lady, four four seats to the left of us. Just. Probably the same lady. Maybe. Oh, no, he didn't. Mm. I wouldn't go in there. Nope, nope. Oh, he's going to screw you. Like, seriously, a commentary. It was a commentary. Yeah. The worst movie experience I've ever had. Because <sighs> it was a good movie, too. So I was extra pissed off mm-hmm. but the point is like if other people are paying money i mean it's not cheap anymore not anymore and i mean it's just common courtesy it's people are paying money to take time out of their day to come see this movie and the last thing they want to hear is you fucking reacting to the thing exuberantly and over the top i mean it's they want your experience to be better jay yeah that's that's probably that's probably what they're thinking probably like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do these people a favor I'm gonna I'm gonna spice be it fucking up. obnoxious. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're gonna love it. <laughs> I'm funny. I, oh yeah, God. I'm interesting. <clears throat> and if a joke happens in a piece of dialogue, don't repeat it loudly and laugh because it's not. Oh, he he was no even, no oh, he okay. didn't do that. That's just that would have been that rude. happened from uh, was I saw Boondock Saints Part Two oh. in theaters and. Every time somebody said something quippy, he'd be like, <laughs> uh, and he'd just repeat the line. I'm like, oh, fucking shoot me, yes. please. Not in the, the movie face. theater. Not, no, not the movie theater. Yeah, when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, theater etiquette, people. Yes, just come on. I mean, which I'm sure anyone who listens to this, they, yeah, they don't, don't even do have to worry about that. No. So, um, all right. But yeah, a uh, new trailer dropped this week. Yeah. Clerk Sue, right? Yep. Yep. What'd you think of the trailer? Um, i mean i love clerks uh i I even like the second one uh i just don't know if this is gonna have anything else to say if it's just it's clearly just fan service which is fine but it didn't strike me as uh funny i I don't know i'm not really looking forward to it all that much i don't think i'm gonna go out and see it if it's in a select showing or something Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not to the point where i'm just a clerks diehard fan to where oh i I had a similar feeling to the Jan Silent Bob reboot. I like Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. That was, you know, it was see, funny. I haven't, I haven't seen the reboot. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Yeah, I'm and since I saw that, I'm getting the, I'm getting similar vibes. It's probably gonna have the same sort of tone and uh, jokes. And I mean, the reboot was fine, but it wasn't anything that's earth shattering or mm-hmm. something that I would want to watch again. Okay. Nothing that funny. Okay. That's the feeling I got. Yeah. I. <clears throat> it it was nice seeing them as yeah characters um i i doubt i'll see it in theaters yeah i'd probably wait i 
depending on what kind of reviews if people are like oh because i mean elite like kevin smith i feel like with his clerks movies i feel like he tries a little bit harder than everybody everything mm. else even the first one um the first clerks yeah oh as far as just i didn't think he tried hard i just thought it was you just thought it was phenomenal the, i couldn't believe they made something that cheap and it was that funny but i no. but what i mean <laughs> is like he tr he actually tries as opposed to like jane silent bob reboot he i i saw i forget the time when because kevin smith has been working on the script apparently for clerks three time. for a while yeah and i heard he was starting and working on the script for a couple of years and then they released something for jane silent bob reboot hmm. so obviously he did that like i think he did that after um and then he was still working on clerks three hmm. um so I mean I I feel or maybe he doesn't try harder. He puts more care into it. I feel oh, like I than see, I other yeah. So <laughs> he does. Uh, I see what you're saying now. And I'm the only thing I'm interested about that movie is because it's so meta and Randall making a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I've I, I'm interested to see how he positions the story because Randall according to the trailer he's in a position to where okay i need to do something with my life i need that that sounds like kevin smith and when he was 22 making this movie sure not so much as uh randall at, or not so much as kevin smith at whatever yeah um at 50 50 yeah and maybe i mean maybe he's gonna maybe maybe clerks three is so, going to be meta to where the way randall feels about making that movie is the way kevin smith feels about making clerks three yeah kind of a thing um but i mean i'm interested in that standpoint the the on the nose stuff is like oh i'm not going to go back to the well only a hack would do that and then it comes to kevin smith and he's breaking the fourth wall yeah, and, that, yeah. and um i don't know uh I'm, I'm i'll watch it um i liked clerks i liked clerks three um but his... i hope it's not a lot of low-grade humor like that the obvious stuff yeah if it's not if the conversations that you know between randall and uh what's the other character's name dante dante or i enjoy that mm -hmm. aspect. that's what i liked the most about clerks too is just them like <clears throat> bitching about on, movies bitching and about just movies. talking about things that just talking yeah and having funny conversations yep and and his clerks movies usually have something nice to say yeah um and uh, I'm 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 hoping the trailer didn't give that away. I'm sure Dante's going to have his own thing going on, um, because usually it is Dante focused. Um, but so I wonder if he's going to make comment on middle age or mm -hmm. anything like that. But um, but I enjoyed the first and second one. The uh, I tried watching because I was a huge Kevin Smith fan when I was in high school. Oh yeah, and. Oh, Dogma's great. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen Dogma. Dogma in a while. It's I tried. I tried watching Chasing Amy. Uh, <laughs> it's not Kevin Smith's fault. It's just extremely dated now. Oh, just is because. It? Of, well, the conversation that like, um, have you seen Chasing Amy? It's been a long time. I've seen it a couple times. For yeah, sure. I mean, when it came out, it was kind of breakthrough. I mean, it was still an independent movie, but it had to do with um, Ben Affleck's character. Uh, dealing with the fact that his girlfriend is was a lesbian, but mm -hmm. it was like it's a very '90s look, 
at homosexuality and what that means and how people can deal with that in a relationship if they have had a past. I mean, that's on the surface level, but then pretty much the whole movie is about um, dealing I, with things that your partner may have done in the past. Yeah, I remember. And I do remember the scene there. of where they 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 suggested they should go in a three way mm-hmm. because uh, God, who's the other character's name played by Jason Lee? Banky. Banky. Like Banky's in love with uh, <clears throat> Holden. Yeah, I do remember that scene, and at the time thinking like. How's that going to solve this this problem right now? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, what? This is 96, 97. I'm like 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah. The so that does that part feel dated too? A little bit. It just the conclusion of how they're going to deal with the situation that they're in. I think it's a very childlike it. look on how to deal with the situation right. because I don't think Holden is gay. I don't think I he's didn't get bi. That. I didn't get and that. I didn't get that. Yeah. And um. I it just felt like a it just felt like a very childlike way to kind yeah. of resolve that situation right to where he thought he was being in that's probably the point of the movie he thought he was being profound and his <laughs> girlfriend was like that's the dumbest fucking idea yeah, I've ever I heard that. yeah and you're opening up a can of worms that you don't even want to open yeah. so um but I couldn't really get through it just because a lot of the dialogue it was bank uh was it Banky or is that his character in Mo- that's Brody? Mo-rats. Banky is uh I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's different letters in the fucking alphabet, it Kevin. Do, it There's, doesn't matter. <laughs> Jason Lee doesn't only have to, have to play a character that starts yeah. with B. Um, but uh but a lot of it was just conversation is like Jason Lee's character talking with Joey Lauren Adams mm. about, oh, I mean, how, how do you guys fuck? Right, right, right. Like, and everything else but um <clears throat> did you I, like mall rats i did when i was younger i tried to watch it again i couldn't i couldn't get through couldn't it. Finish it i couldn't really? finish it i haven't gone back to dogma yet um dogma i feel like will help would hold up better mm-hmm. i think it's a um i think it was one of the better stories it's got alan rickman in it um, i thought it was a great story i like the journey the whole journey in it that mm-hmm. aspect and all the crazy characters you meet yeah throughout the, I, I like that movie a lot I saw it a couple years ago. I think it still holds up. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I'm a big George Carlin fan too. I like anything he's in, I like. Oh yeah, most part. That. Yeah. The um, it's perfectly cast, by the way. George Carlin is the Archbishop of Diocese. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> just, just as an inside joke, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah. So I mean, Clerks Three. I'll watch it. I'm not sure if I'll see it in theaters. Yeah. If it if it gets pretty good reviews, I'll probably go see it. In theaters. It reminds me a lot of like uh uh. Uh, the new Bill and Ted. Have you seen the new one? Bill mm-hmm. and Ted, uh, Ride Again or uh, Face the Music. Face the Music. Thank you. Uh, I got through it. It was really, it was a struggle for me to get through it. Yeah. It was just uh, the humor from the first movie doesn't really translate to today. And it's, it's just obvious. And Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter aren't being like, not, not stoner, but kind of dopey surfer California teenagers as adults. It doesn't translate at all yeah and that joke is just not there anymore mm-hmm. so it, it felt pretty flat mm-hmm. i hope i hope it's not like that with i'm getting that feeling with clerks three. Oh, are you just well, like with dante and randall still in the convenience store like do they grow at all as human beings and that's the thing like i wonder i mean maybe it does follow randall because but i mean they both bought the quick stop yeah. So they're both owners. Yep. 
they're both doing that. Now I can, I can get it to where maybe Randall's having his midlife crisis and he's never felt like he never really did anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if it will focus more on him and Dante's just kind of has a shit together because he's got a family. He's married yeah. to Rosario Dawson. I thought buying the quick stop though was solving the midlife crisis. It's what they want to do the rest with the rest of their lives. Yeah. Just or at least own, taking charge to where yeah. just own a business and yeah. enjoy life. Mm-hmm. There's no crisis. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. And that brings up a good point to where I hope this movie feels like a completion. Yeah. Um, or presents something that feels like a completion because um, I don't want it to feel tacked on mm-hmm. to where, cause if you make a trilogy, you want it, the whole thing to make sense. Yeah. Um, which hopefully he put some care and thought into that to where it wouldn't feel like a tacked on, Oh, I'm making this movie just to make money kind of a thing. But hopefully he had, he made it because he had something to say. Right. Um, and maybe he develops a relationship with somebody in his, his life besides Dante, you know, Dante has his wife and, you know, kids mm-hmm. and stuff. And maybe there's a crisis of, identity where he's just it's just me yeah or he leaves or he leaves that could be it too does his own thing yeah um that could be interesting yeah so oh well yeah that's coming out i think later this year um sad news uh so sad a couple of weeks ray Liotta passed and then it felt, I think it was like consecutive days or within yeah. two or three days of each other. James Kahn and Tony Sirico, Sirico, mm-hmm. um, who played Polly Walnuts and uh, The Sopranos, they passed. Um, Mob hits. Yeah. It happens it's in threes. Real. Threes. It's, it's tough. What but... is it? Art reflects life? Yeah. Life it's... reflects art. I don't know. How does it go? I forget that saying all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Something doesn't to... matter. Yeah. Art imitates <laughs> life. Or There you go. Yeah. Damn. Uh life imitates art um and you you just watched thief yeah i did i'd never because everything when i think of james con a lot of people think of well as in movie articles thief or they think of uh the godfather sonny corleone yep and i i didn't watch godfather my dad and i watched godfather one and two Mm -hmm. um i think when i was in high school um but i mean sonny isn't that i mean he's in godfather one but uh, i mean of a three hour long movie he's not in it that much no he's not michael and um so when i think of james khan the first role i comes to my mind is elf and (laughs) (laughs) because he plays buddy's father yeah and um the second thing is scott khan because he was an entourage yeah um but uh but yeah i, I think of misery oh yeah it's like the first movie that i remember with james con being in you're right i i didn't see godfather until later in life too but i i think of misery i just love that movie so much and he's just awesome in it it's my favorite rob reiner movie by far i, I love the single setting movies and tack on a thriller on top of it and two actors that are just mm-hmm. on top of their game it's awesome <clears throat> i think i need to watch that again then so good the uh because i i loved him in elf just because i when i first saw elf i knew i the only thing i really knew of james con was godfather and i remember mm-hmm. seeing him in that to where he was like a tough guy and everything yeah. else and then he's uh one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in elf is when buddy is like laying down 
his activities for the day. He's like, oh, I got our whole day planned out where we can make snow angels and then we're going to make some gingerbread cookies. And then after that, we'll snuggle. And, <laughs> and James Conn's just sitting there at the table. He's like, uh, look, buddy. Uh, I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, he plays it so well. Um, wow. But yeah, Saw Thief. Weird. Um, <laughs> That's my best line. <laughs> Love you. Love you. <laughs> Oh, that was that was weird. Uh, buddy, is this an emergency? Uh, yeah, there's a weird noise coming from the wall. It's an angry monster. It's like, <laughs> it's just a radiator, buddy. Okay. Again, only for emergencies. Okay, I'll call you in five minutes. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> yeah. The, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so James Conn passed. Uh, Tony Sirico played Polly Walnuts uh past which i mean i think tony sirico he was his 80s I yeah think. he was older yeah for sure and um but yeah james Kahn, i think he was also i mean he was a, he was old he was, he was like 82 yeah so that. yeah i mean it's i mean they're not they weren't young but they weren't yeah i mean they weren't too old but yeah i saw a thief uh saturday night never seen it never seen it because everyone said oh godfather and thief and hmm. Um, so I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And I can't believe I've never seen it. I love Michael Mann. Yeah. Directed by Michael Mann came out in 1981. Um, it was also the first film that Jim Belushi was in and no Dennis Farina. Oh. oh, NYPD blue Dennis Farina. And he, uh, and then also Robert Prosky who you would know him. He was, if I saw his face, yeah. he was the landlord and far and away. Um, great movie i've seen it one time <sighs> couldn't even make, i didn't like it uh outrageous fortune he played oh. the russian oh yeah uh the, he played the acting teacher okay okay so that's right it was robert prosky's he plays a uh a mob boss okay in this movie but um does dennis farina still have a comb over in 1981 no uh d- uh Had a full head of hair huh uh, <laughs> hold on one second i feel like dennis farina is one of those guys who just is 40 for like 40 years. <laughs> He's just got the comb over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The um but yeah, because he was in Snatch, he was in but when he was in this movie, uh he was still a cop. I think he was okay. a Chicago or I think he play he was in the Chicago Police Department. He was like a, like he was one of the advisors or whatever, but he played it, he played a goon and then his partner and and he didn't have i mean i think he maybe had one line in the movie or whatever but um that's it, not who i was thinking of yeah, by the way i was thinking nah. of dennis franz the nypd blue guy that came up with uh, oh yeah you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? yeah 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 he was in uh city of angels and yeah 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 that's dennis franz the um damn see yeah dennis farina he was in get shorty snatch yeah. uh manhunter midnight run yeah um he always plays like mob boss or yeah cop or yep. yeah yeah and uh the uh but he uh him and his partner i guess were partners in real life on the police force hmm. um so a little random trivia there but um uh willie nelson was in it he, he plays uh father figure to james con huh um but it's pretty much about a he james con plays a safe cracker and he's doing one more job before he goes straight and okay. he's trying to piece uh, his life together to where he wants it before he retires. Okay. Um, a little nest egg. 
Yeah. Okay. It's a very dark movie. Every uh, is not it like dark, dark. Yeah, it's like everything shot at night, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, a lot of shadows. Um, they definitely had some good, uh, some good film speed on that because, but it was like a lot of rain, a lot of wet asphalt, like huh. just very uh, dark. The music was done by uh, Tangerine Dream. Is it like a band? Uh, they do like synth. Oh, it's like it's in your wheelhouse. Oh, you go yeah. to sleep tonight with it. Yeah. Can, can you tell what the intro to the? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Michael Mann and Miami Vice. He's he's. Yep. He's into the synth stuff for sure. So, uh, as far as Michael Mann movies go, the whole movie felt. I, I felt like stuff was cut out, like quite a bit. Like a lot of the characters, it just. I like movies to where they just drop you in the middle of something and you just uh-huh. kind of figure it out. Like cool hand Luke. They don't okay. explain it. It's just pff, you're there. You're there. Um, this kind of had that, except it was I felt like the character relationships were jumping around to where it didn't make sense. Huh? A little um, discontinuous. A little bit. Um, but I think James Conn did very, very. I mean, his acting in this is pretty re- good. Pretty good um and robert prosky is pretty good in it um every time i saw him he kind of he looked like a cartoon character right just Hmm. kind of not sinister um this movie he did a pretty good job i mean he wasn't like the most evil character i've ever seen but he he's supposed to be the villain in the movie yeah he was lovable and then he turned on a dime okay and Hmm. he did pretty good with that the um but uh it was shot well. It was, um, it, it just felt kind of like a moody, moody movie. Kind of was like maybe expressing a sense of feeling as opposed to presenting a complex story. Cause it's a very, very simple story. Simple. Um, but all the character motivations may or may not have been easily. So was the script not that great? Decipherable. I don't, I mean, Michael Mann did the screenplay too. It's based uh, on a book, but they changed quite a bit of stuff because I think it's um, loosely based off somebody's novel or whatever. But um, I don't know. It was fine. It's um, I don't think it was Michael Mann's best movie. I don't think it mm. was as far as acting. I think James Con was great in it. Was yeah, it was one per- of the better parts. Yeah, I mean, he kind of played a badass and okay. like it just like that classic like 70s style nice. tough guy okay. like um and uh but it was entertaining i mean i think i liked i mean they're two different movies uh but i thought of blood simple because it was an earlier like there was a lot of michael mann isms in this that i saw that he did better in later movies. later movies okay yeah. so he's honing his craft yeah and um so but i i enjoyed it um I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a look. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better than Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's spoiler alert. That's spoiler. 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 But yeah. Um, but yeah, sad. But uh, sad. It's a joy of movies. You can go back and watch their work. That's true. So uh, you started watching a TV show. Oh, yeah. The Terminal List. Yeah. What's that? It's uh, apparently it's based on a book. I haven't read the book and the book is The Terminal List. So. A lot of creative creativity there, uh, but it's it stars uh, Chris Pratt, and the gist of the series is he is a Navy SEAL, 
He goes on a mission in the first episode. Everybody dies. He comes back home. Uh, shenanigans ensue. His, without giving away the plot at all, I want you to watch it because I, I think you'll like it a lot. Okay. Uh, his, his wife and daughter die. And you're in this vague kind of PTSD feeling where is did he kill his wife and his daughter uh he thinks he didn't do that he think he's he thinks that the whole thing was a setup because he doesn't remember it right they're interviewing him about the mission and he's listening to the recordings and he's like it didn't go down like that that's not what i remember hearing and they try to set it up to where do you is is he just losing his mind or mm-hmm. or is there something afoot going on here hmm. that's how the whole series is set so it's kind of like a mystery yeah Nice. But as as the season has progressed, it just gets um it's intense. The action's phenomenal. Uh they they must have went through extensive Navy SEAL training or whatever, because just I got the same feeling of as one thing I like about John Wick is just the way they the gunplay and how they handle the mm-hmm. guns and reload it and check them and check down the barrel. Like the things that you do in real life, like that's spot on. Like how they clear a room, all that stuff. It's it's great. And I was worried that Chris Pratt didn't have the range to do like a serious role like this. Like there's a certain level of, of sincerity and seriousness for this story that especially after the first episode, I was like, I don't know if he's gonna be able to pull this off. And he does. Nice. He simultaneously pulls off being like a sensitive guy that's, that's is easy for him. Cause he, he is a likable guy, but then to be a badass and intense, mm-hmm. he knocks it out of the park. Hmm. He's phenomenal. Taylor Kirsch is in it. He plays his buddy to help him out. He's good. Constance Wu is in it. Constance Wu is actually really, really good. She plays a reporter that's helping him out. She's really good. Yeah, um, I was looking at the cast of the people that, I mean, I saw uh, Taylor Kitsch and uh, Jai Courtney. Yeah, Jai Courtney's in it. Yeah. And I was like, man, they just need Sam Worthington and they would have the trifecta <laughs> of Wonder Bread. That's right. Just the most blandest fucking people <laughs> in the show. That's very true. <laughs> Yeah, insert insert pale white guy here. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Um, but man, it's great. I mean, they go, you know, and I was in the Navy, so I, I was around SEALs a lot. And they captured the, uh, you know, the uh, the culture, the ambiance of the uh, the conversations of what it's like to be a SEAL. Like, mm-hmm. very Accurate. perfect. Accurately, yeah. And the whole command structure they had was was pretty spot on. They actually had the, the ranks right, which I'm always a stickler to detail. They had the ribbons right. I hate when I'm uh, watching a movie wrong and the and fucking shit's wrong and it's placed differently. I'm like, you guys couldn't even go through the effort of just Wikipedia. Yeah, quick to... Google search. It's can't. not hard. It really isn't that hard. Uh, but they they nail all that stuff. And yeah, I, I can't really go into too much because I don't want to spoil the plot for you. But it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's only eight episodes. I think me and Nicole are on episode eight now. We uh, pretty much binged it yesterday for, for most of the day. Oh, so they're all on. They're Amazon. all released. Yeah, all released. Okay. Yeah, and it's well worth your time. It's it's, it, I mean, shit. Half the stuff that comes out now, it's just not very good. This is very good. That's cool. I recommend it. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm not. It reminded me a lot of Jack Ryan. Okay, just yeah. that 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 tone. I like Jack Ryan. I'm not. Yeah. I like military movies when they're more adult. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yep. I mean, or Jack Ryan, Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games, um, and. Uh, Mikhail's Navy, um, <laughs> Kelly's Hero. <laughs> yeah, Mikhail's Navy, uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all real. 
Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of war films, but like military esque, yeah, espionage or some uh, stuff like that. But yeah, like Jack Ryan, um, I'm into, but just like strictly like I don't know war films or war films are just like uh, military films, military jerk off films. But, uh, but no, the this other is... the other side of it too is like, oh, the military can do no wrong and. Yeah, no, they don't do that. Fucking heroes and, no, and he, stuff like that. They, he definitely does some questionable things that yeah. is not celebrated by any stretch of the imagination. He's just, he's going through a tough time and he's, um, he thinks it's the best course of action to, to set a wrong right. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if they, if they hired somebody else to do it besides Chris Pratt, I, I don't know who else could convey that. Like if they had Taylor Kirsch do it. Um, I don't know if he has the emotional range to be like a sensitive, caring father. He doesn't like where you have neither is Sam Worthington <laughs> or Jai Courtney. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> they don't have the range that you would need in order to pull off the character of uh, Jack Reese. That's mm-hmm. the character's name. It's great. Good. Awesome, I'll, man. I'll have to uh, I'll check it out. I, I like uh, Christy would like it, too. Yeah. So you have an excuse to watch something with her. Good. She'll like it. Yeah, I think I like it's only eight episodes. It's not. There's a really cool scene where, uh, like the action's real. Mm-hmm. It's not like unbelievable, like fall see, off a cliff. See, it sounds like, like Jack Reacher a little bit too, to where same kind of like. No, oh, I mean, and I need to watch that. I haven't seen it. Uh, which Jack Reacher? I mean, he's ex-military, but in it's in a civilian world. Yeah. So, um, but it, they're kind of like mysteries to where yeah. trying to solve something or whatever. But the action was really well done. Yeah. in Jack Reacher. Yeah, and he, you know, he gets hurt. Yeah, he's not a. He's not infallible. He's not. Yep. He's not invincible by mm-hmm. any stretch. I mean, it's 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 just really good. Yeah, really well done. I was shocked. I thought it was gonna be boring. That's it cool. wasn't. Yeah, I'll check it out. I I I saw trailers for it, and the first thing I thought of was like, uh, fucking. I did too. A fucking military TV show. Like, I did, I, did I too. mean, there was uh there was a couple on network TV. I can't remember. It was um the unit. And which oh, yeah. I think that turned into like a fucking soap opera or something yeah. like that. And, um, but yeah, there's, I don't know, but cool. I'll check it out. The, um, terminal list sounds interesting. The terminal list. All right. Uh, the boys wrapped up, uh, sure did season three. Uh, last episode was released by Amazon on July 8th. You saw it? I did. I did too. Perfect. So I think last week we spoke about some predictions as far as where we thought it was going. Mm -hmm. I think I made the statement of, I don't see it going this way. I I mean, I can kind of see it going this way, but there's better writers on the boys than what I have in my imagination. I hope it's different. And it was different. I thought, um, then you predicted. Yeah, then I predicted because I thought. Did uh, you predict again? I can't even. Remember. Oh, um, butcher being like possibly being the big baddie. Oh yeah, or whatever. Um, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. Um, and kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Like a little bit. <laughs> in his butcher way. Yeah, in his butcher way of knocking out Huey. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, because everything that I had a problem with leading up to that episode, I was like, what a dick. He like he didn't learn anything. Like. Oh, he knocked out Huey where he could have just said, hey, um, this kills you. Yeah, this kills you. <laughs> no, I'm going to punch, punch you in the, the face. fucking face. <laughs> but um, I mean, if that's that's an end with character. Yeah, it is. 
and uh and lock you in the bathroom um or <laughs> shut shut you in the bathroom yeah but um what'd you think uh <clears throat> i i liked it overall um i i'm not gonna lie i was a little disappointed with the ending of it just a little bit with what uh in regards I, to one what? i thought black they did black noir dirty i was very very disappointed with how he his his story ended mm-hmm. i didn't understand it we went through the episode before where he's kind of in like catharsis mode where he's reflecting on his past traumas and they did like 20 minutes of that yeah, stuff tv show 101 whenever you really start learning a lot about a character that they never really <laughs> revealed before you know they're gonna fucking die i know <laughs> it's like when my the, own fault it's like the walking dead i remember i think i saw the first five seasons and i could pick out who was gonna die in the episode like yeah it was like oh it's like oh music. here's a random side character giving a lot of their backstory well you're dead you're gonna That's you're gonna true. die i'm just naive i guess but um sad day for black noir i i think homelander will probably regret that because i feel like black noir was at his back yeah was the only one that really had his back because he wanted to kill soldier soldier boy Mm -hmm. he didn't like him um and i didn't i didn't understand why homelander one all that leading up to black noir's backstory and then he just dies like unceremoniously it was kind of just lazy a little bit felt lazy yeah i mean a lot of i'm trying to think because after we watched it i maybe i was a little i wouldn't even say let down i mean i guess i was a little bit let down for from that the way and just because nothing really oh, the changed. boys overall or well the season the so season, like yeah. the way the season ended i was kind of let down a little bit because i feel like nothing nothing happened in that's season ex- three that's exactly what i felt and the, except the congresswoman um who can explode heads she's now a vp candidate yeah and but like the show ended and when butcher was like ah well i guess we're gonna have to she's gonna have to go in night or whatever scorched earth <laughs> um but uh yeah. after the credits rolled I, I turned to christy and i was like you know they're not doing too well they're not making any kind of progress as far as whatever the hell they're trying to do, which yeah. I thought was to put an end to the soup thing at first. And then it turned into let's kill Homelander. And they didn't kill Homelander, which, yeah, I mean, they're that's probably going to be the last season or so, something's going to happen to where you're right. And that's a good way to to encompass how I felt. I felt like this whole season was just a build-up for season four yeah maybe just for the whole just for the whole shock and awe of the last episode where she's the veep now yeah because everything with soldier boy had really no effect i mean no, yeah i guess really. mave doesn't have powers now oh well okay okay yeah um she's gonna have a happy life now with her sure her, yeah so the and i think that's the only thing that really changed because uh so. huey and starlight are back together i'm assuming I'm assuming. Um, and they worked out their issues. Uh, I guess. I mean, mother's I guess milk the boy, still has his mother's milk still has his thing, but I guess the boys overall, I, I guess, are no longer doing exactly what Butcher says. Like Frenchie said, is like this is going to be a democracy from now on. Yeah. Um, which okay, they they could have handled that in like a one episode right. kind but of. But you're thing. right. What is their goal now? Yeah. 
I mean, other than okay, now now they're going to try and kill the vice president nominee, yeah, and and kill Homelander. So now they have to take care of exploding head lady and Homelander, which I don't know. I'm I'm it's a tough combo. I don't know how many seasons this show they're doing. Uh, I don't know how many how long the comic books went or if they're still going on. So I don't know how much story's there. Yeah. Um, but I, I've felt like okay this nothing's really happened like let's let's get to the fucking point yeah kind of a thing um <laughs> i enjoy the social commentary um i guess i guess the biggest thing overall is homelander has learned that he can be himself and he's going to have a following that no matter true. what he does no matter what he does he can even blow a guy's head off and yeah. he's good to go yep people uh, will love him yep so that's maybe true. that just gives him and maybe that's what this Maybe overall, like this now is there's just two a, Homelanders. This is the slow descent of Homelander to where he kind of takes it overboard a little bit. Yeah, or he just starts slowly losing his mind or going further <laughs> and further past the line. And well, maybe that's the purpose of Ryan. Maybe he won't lose his mind because he has somebody with him now. He can like, uh, you know, some he's a, the apprentice or someone that he can pass on his his knowledge or his sage advice to. He doesn't feel as useless. Uh oh, not, so you think Homelander is going to calm down a little bit? I don't think uh so I think it's just going to make him worse. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because now he'll he's going to protect Ryan at all costs. So, I mean, he blew a blew up a guy's head. Someone I, throwing I think, a can at him. I think the season 4 is going to be a story arc of Ryan trying to prevent ryan from becoming like homelander oh the boys are trying to prevent ryan yeah because butcher still obviously has a connection with him he still loves him so he's he's made a promise to his wife to protect him so there's going to be conflict with um trying to get you know not i'm trying i'm trying not to reference star wars all the time but Mm -hmm. take ryan away from the dark side force him back to the light somehow yeah that's going to be conflict that's going to be a story arc in next season i think Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get, well, I mean, is that interesting? I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I feel I, like they blew their load. I, I don't know. I, I really I don't care about Ryan. <laughs> exactly. Like I just. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't either. I. I mean, this season, I've well, got. That was that was a problem I had with another problem I had with it. Uh, yeah, I was confused with why he he immediately went back to Homelander, because I think he was in episode two, and then we saw him again in episode eight. And when we left him, Butcher kind of, they left on a sour note, but Ryan still liked Butcher. He was like a friend. Yeah, but I think, I think Butcher burned that bridge on purpose. Yeah. And I think at that point, Ryan then was without somebody. And the first person to show him any kind of affection was Homelander. So I think. It seemed a tad convenient. Yeah, I mean, it's it's eh. it's a nitpick, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they could have had a, something else in there to support why he would go to Homelander so fast and furious. Yeah, I, I, but the whole Soldier Boy thing still alive. It didn't mean Everyone's anything. Still alive. Now exactly. he's exactly he he was in a Russian refrigerator, and now he's, he's in, in a, a uh, <laughs> now he's in a United States refrigerator. refrigerator. Yeah. Not putting me in the cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fine. I'll watch it. I'll watch season four. Yeah. I. 
I, I didn't get why Frenchie went back to drugs so easily. Yeah. I mean, that, that felt out of the... Yeah, I get you were stressed because your previous boss and your current boss were bickering and you feel powerless, but you felt like that the most of the seasons. And right. I don't, I don't now know. Now come Butcher didn't die. He took the Tempe review like 10 times. Yeah, it's because the script said uh, he had sure. 12 months to live. Sure. 18 months tops. That's right. See, I already forgot that detail. Yeah, it's a script. It's, it's, it's a script. It's called plot armor. Right. And, uh, but... Uh, Am I as excited to see season four as I would have been prior to seeing season three? No. Yeah. It's not, I'm not saying it was terrible or anything. I mm-hmm. just, I just thought it wasn't as good as previous seasons. Yeah. I thought it was just kind of, I, I like how, and again, I haven't read the comic books. Don't know, but I like the social commentary that they do. I like how they just hit you over the head with it. And they're not even subtle about it. They'll yeah. straight up uh, allude to shit. Uh, like you had the you had the corn yeah. guy in the background and um that you saw a bunch of pictures of with the January 6th thing and then uh I, I like that aspect of it. I hope they don't extend I don't want them to South Park the show to mm. where oh well the main storyline, yeah, but uh let's just kinda we can have a loose plot thread throughout and minor escalation in story but then it turns into social commentary social commentary social commentary kind of a thing yeah i agree to where i don't want them i don't want them to add so much of that or prolong the show with the at the expense of the story um i like tight concise stories do the social commentary like that but that way i mean find that end of the story go to it and that would be a, a very good television show that would be a time capsule of this point in the world's history or the united states history because it's it's being told through a narrative of superhero movies which are being thrown at us every two months yep uh in pop culture kind of like mash in this yeah yeah it's a comment on the vietnam war yeah yeah um so but yeah i i I hope they don't prolong it just for the sake because it's popular find the end of the story fucking wrap I it hope up so too. because i feel like it's, it's it's getting to that point it's getting to that point where it's if the whole season to me most of it felt like filler it did some of it was cool filler for sure yeah a lot of it was funny i laughed a lot mm-hmm. yeah like like you said i hope they have an ending in mind and no. they, they have a clear and concise path to it and they just amplify it with like you said the social commentary but it doesn't sacrifice the overall story i I, Mm -hmm. it is amazon so it's not netflix (laughs) so maybe they'll amazon's been on a roll they make some pretty good shows so i don't all right anything else on boys no i'm good all right thor love and jesus love and thunder love love guns and roses Released in July 2022, obviously, it just came out this past weekend. Thor mm-hmm. enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. <laughs> First impressions of Thor, Love and Thunder, Matthew. Uh, it was below average at best, 
my least favorite Thor movie. And I thought I was watching a parody of a superhero movie in the vein of scary movie because the humor was just annoyingly over the top and relentless as like every other line was a joke. And it was just, I think I laughed once Mm -hmm. on a couple things. I thought the characters were bland and not serious at all. The only serious character in the whole movie was Gore. And it just fell flat for me, Jay. Yeah. I was expecting more because I liked Ragnarok. I like Taika Waititi. I just feel like Taika Waititi fell victim to too much Taika Waititi. Those are my first impressions. I, what were yours? I loved it. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, um, no, I mean, eh, it was a nothing movie it's okay for me. Did. It's okay if you did. No, I didn't. Um, I, I, the humor bothered me. Um, and what didn't you like about it? Well, I, I can get in that, but I mean, first impressions, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, try- I felt like it was trying to be too funny. Yeah. Um, the visual, I like the visuals. Um, I thought there were some good visual elements in it. Some of the CGI, I was like, mm, green screen, the, um, but I like the colors. I thought, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm trying. Sorry. To- I'm like, geez, fucking Mr. Fantastic over here. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I like the colors. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I uh, colors were good. Let's yeah. Let's just get into it because I don't. <clears throat> I I'm indifferent. I, yeah. I I like Ragnarok better. Um, yeah. And I guess what I I'll start off with the things that I liked. I liked the goats. I like those. Um, I hated the goats. It was just a random. What I like about what I enjoy <laughs> about the Mar, like Doctor Strange and Thor, I enjoy that they're taking chances and just showing some far out things, like just some okay. either just different, yeah, like different locations, or I mean, just kind of you're you're getting into the B level characters, the C level characters, and. Um, stuff like that. I, I like that they're taking chances as far as what's happening in movies. Um, as far as the visuals or situations. Um, I enjoyed that. I thought Christian Bale was my, I'm going to, all right. I'll, uh, as far as things that I liked, I think Christian Bale was probably one of the I think he was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. He was also my least favorite part. Um, and <clears throat> him being my least favorite part had nothing to do with Christian Bale. It had the fact that whoever casted him in that role uh, should not have casted him in that role. Explain. Uh, explain. The <laughs> I think he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, I liked he was. He was a smaller villain, but he was a believable villain. I bought his motivation i i was with him with that the i i he just didn't fit in the movie 
Um, and th- that's my problem with this movie overall is the trouble with tone and it wasn't yeah. consistent. Um, I, yeah, that's it. It was, it was, it opens up in a pro a prologue to explain Gore's motivation is his daughter dies tragically. It's sets it up on a very serious tone. Then it's, Joke, 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 Serious tone. Natalie Portman has cancer. Joke, 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 Kind of semi-serious tone with Valkyrie. Joke, 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 And then it, and there's a joke. It's just jokes for like the next thirty minutes, and then the finale scene where Natalie Portman dies. Yeah, I, I think it's like that tone shift is, it doesn't, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and I this was the wrong story to do not not for Taika Waititi because I think Jojo Rabbit did a very good job of balancing the humor the absurdity and hitting the emotional beats and dealing with some pretty serious subject matter that's a good example um so it's not that he can't do that or Mm -hmm. doesn't have the capability to do that uh it just it wasn't delivered in this movie um and I mean, you're dealing the the movie deals with the death of a child, (laughs) cancer, (laughs) regret over past relationships not working out and losing that time. Um, And then you have a side subplot of, well, I guess it's the main thing. uh, An entire kingdom's children are taken away and being held hostage or whatever so i mean you're dealing with some pretty heavy subject matter yeah subject matter and surrounding it with jokes makes all of that emotional content fall absolutely flat um i i just think i mean christian bale being in that movie i think he did a great job acting is just it, it sucks because everything else surrounding him in that movie, I think, diminished. It didn't it didn't diminish his performance. It diminished the effectiveness of his performance because he could have been a, a great villain. Sure. And that whole story, I think, should have been the central piece. I think so, too. Um, and and how one deals with the loss of a child. I mean, if you're going to explore that, explore it. You can mm-hmm. do it in a comic book movie. Um, and it could have been done so much better because you have Thor and I would have had, if I was going to write this, if I would have had a $250 million budget, this is what I would have done. You, I would have more of Gore. Yeah. Him interacting and you, you seeing him murder gods. Um, it's called the God butcher. Yeah. And seeing him confronting those people instead of him just like popping up, ah, stealing kids. Yeah. And then, he killed the first god. Yeah. And then the next scene, he's popping up to steal the kids. Mm-hmm. And then he's in a scene where they're in a cage on a dark planet. And then I think Thor and Jane show up. And that's the next place that we see him. And yep. it's... Yeah, he's just not in it enough. Yeah. He's not in it enough. And it's it's partly his story. You could have paralleled that story with Thor dealing with Jane's death or impending death. Sure. 
Yeah. And I think that would have hit a lot harder to where they could have had, because he should have found out uh, earlier on about her cancer. And because I forget what point in the movie that he actually found out. I felt like it was like midway through. Midway through. Midway through. Um, when they're on the boat, she tells him. Yeah. After uh, they kiss. Okay. Yeah. Should have been at the beginning. Yeah. And um, I I think that would have been an interesting story to where you would have had Gore dealing with the loss of a child and him trying to come to terms with that at the same time Thor is trying to come to terms with his uh, first love or whatever dying or is going to be dying. Um, I think that would have opened it up to a lot more interesting film um, you could still have a couple of things of humor in there. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a depressing thing, but when Jane dies, I spoiler alert. Um, she doesn't really. Yeah. The, I, I, this is Disney Marvel. No one dies. I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't that affected. Um, but I think, I think it was just a very big misfire with dealing with that subject matter and then just making light of like, they didn't even really touch on it. It was just, Oh, here's what's happening in the background, but we have jokes. Yeah. And so that way, I mean, it didn't feel that serious. It didn't of a thing at, of any of the terms. I mean, it felt um, Christian Bale losing his daughter was probably the most serious parts of the movie. Um, him dealing with that. But uh, I, th- I think they just missed the mark. It was too much humor. Um, and again, not that Taika Waititi can't handle that because he can he can balance that sure. very well. It's Jojo just, Rabbit. He uh, it, it just it I, it didn't work and it, it made it for a lesser film. It didn't. The other thing was Thor. He felt like a child. Yeah. He was a, um, a dumb dumb. Yeah, he was he was back to the uh, he, he was the exact same way he was at the be- very beginning of the first movie. Yeah. Calling his uh uh whatever the fuck the Rainbow Road. Um the Bifrost or whatever. By, by, I always call it Rainbow Road. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> the um <laughs> yeah, just blowing through the yeah. cathedral or the town hall or whatever. Um crumbling the uh the ceiling on that. Oh, ne- never mind, you might hurt somebody. Right. But um yeah, he he was treated like an idiot. And I feel like it was a completely different character from when he uh, um, was in Endgame and yep. Infinity War. Yeah, in Endgame, he was like, he was depressed and everything. Yeah, it's fine. The They could have built upon that to where, because when they said, how long has it been? And Thor is like, oh, eight years, blah, blah, blah. Jane said it was like three or four years. So mm-hmm. she might have been snapped away. Yep. That <clears throat> could have been, granted, they're making these stories up on the fly, but they could have had a, I mean, they could have had a prologue of gore or they could have added some more backstory into Thor. That could have been part of his depression, too, to where he couldn't kill Thanos. Jane was snapped away. Yeah, that that could have added to a thing to where it lost time or not having that time to spend with the people that you want or that regret in that way. So, um, but yeah, Thor was treated was an idiot. Um, Natalie Portman, I was fine when she was being serious. Mm-hmm. There was one scene, I think, when they were walking to the God Arena and Valkyrie and Jane were having a back and forth. And Jane was like, 
I forget what joke she made, but she was trying to be funny. And I'm like, you, you don't have comedic timing at all. Right. Like, I, I hope that wasn't the best take. I hope that was a mistake on the editor, but she was trying to be quippy or funny. I was like, yeah, you, you can't, you can't do that. Like, yeah, you were funny in Saturday Night Live on the uh, Natalie Portman rap. But yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, she's not very good comedically. No. I thought she was better, though, in this movie than the first two. Well, she had more to do. More to do. Uh, I thought the chemistry was better between Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. I didn't, I never really liked the chemistry between those two in the first two. I didn't really buy it as much as other relationships. It, it got better in this one. Mm-hmm. I admit that. I was distracted because I read a bunch of articles about her arms or whatever and watching the movie, it did distract me a little bit here and there. And when she was talking with her CGI arms, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just the, the bad CGI aspect of the movie. There's a lot of moments there where um, the CGI just was not good. I, I read an article today about uh, Marvel employees, VFX artists walking, staging a walkout because they're, they feel overworked. No, no shit. Yeah. Well, maybe it's te- maybe it's a testament to that. Maybe they were overworked for this this movie, and that's why the CGI wasn't that great. Uh, um, so I'm gonna get in my my nitpicks here, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. I thought Valkyrie. This isn't even a nitpick. She was so bland and boring. I don't think she should have been in the movie as much. I thought they should cut her out. Um, well, not cut her out, but I she even... she should have stayed with the kingdom. Right. She's the king. Yes. You're the king. So you stay with your kingdom. Stay with your people. Yeah. And you stay there because you're to protect the remaining group of your people. You they sit- just stole a bunch of kids. Yeah. And you're, all right, well, we're I'm the gonna go. three most powerful people are going to be uh, peacing out here. Peace up, A-Town Down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she, I think, I thought about that today. I was like, she should have stayed Yeah. back at um, Asgard. I didn't like how whiny she was. Just. It's so boring being the king and there's just, uh, I, I miss fighting. I'm like, okay. And yeah. And it was just wah, 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 wah. I'm like, oh my God, this is like fucking the kid from stranger things. Mm-hmm. Will. What happened to her at the end? Did she die? I don't know. I don't remember. She's not dead. Who the fuck knows. I don't think she died. I thought, did she? <laughs> <laughs> That's how great this story was. I don't even remember if one of the main characters died or not. Yeah. Don't remember. Oh, nope. She uh she survived. She's at the hospital at the end of the second act. That's right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She was. She just didn't have anything to do. Her motivation sucked. I didn't like it. it yeah. Was just boring. Um. I feel like yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't want to assume people's <laughs> sexual relationships, but I feel like uh, Taika Waititi uh was banged into making her into a major character yeah and the thing i think she she could have just been king i I like i like characters when they're um not subdued what's um what's the word i'm looking for uh just kind of there on the sidelines yeah but uh, but then they have a scene to where you're reminded they're a badass again yeah she could have had like one of those scenes like when the monsters come yeah. Or whatever that could have been Perfect. her action scene been done just kind of like uh similar to renee russo in the second thor movie right when uh she's the queen you never even see her fight but then she has a nice scene to where That's she's right. beaten some or like yoda yeah something like that something like and, that but um, yeah she just i don't buy that motivation of i don't want to be king it's boring i miss fighting okay well then don't be king mm-hmm. this isn't hard 
Yeah. You don't have to be king. Yeah. You can give your you can give your throne to somebody else. You're a king. Peace <laughs> up. You know, it's just stupid. I, I hated that. Mm-hmm. She was she was boring. Korg was just Taiko Atiti. He was just annoying. He just again, just Korg is one of those characters who's he was great in Ragnarok because he's there in small doses. Mm-hmm. Just quick line. It's kind of like uh, your favorite movie, uh, uh, Caddyshack, Bill Murray. Yep. If he would have been the star of that movie, his scenes wouldn't have hit as much because he would have been like, okay. Yeah, we get is, it. Yeah. It's like the ladies' man. It's good for a seven-minute SNL sketch or mm-hmm. the night at the Roxbury. It's good for it. It's not good for a whole movie. So when you have Korg in literally 80% of the scenes, I'm just, I. he's a boring character. He's not funny for yeah. it's too much of the good thing. yeah and didn't like court yeah annoying uh i mean this is a 250 dollar 50 million dollar movie they couldn't have upped the ante with zeus's thunderbolt like what the fuck is that did they just go to hobby lobby and just paint <laughs> shit together what is this it was so like like a prop that you see in a play in a mm-hmm. high school you know musical or something it was so lazy Anyway, that was dumb. Guardians of the Galaxy. I felt like, why were they in the previews? And why are you led to believe that they're going to be in this movie for, I don't know, a quarter of it? Maybe half of it? They're in it for five minutes and they're gone. I kind of understand that because, I mean, I think they're filming (laughs) Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, But it didn't didn't earn it, Jay, because at the end of Endgame, you think that Thor and the Guardians are going to go on adventures together. Which they probably did. We don't know how much time has passed since Endgame and... uh, and I fell slided. Fell slided. I did. Eh. I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't bothered by it. I... Because it's not a... It wasn't a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, So I understood them leaving. Maybe it's just false advertisements that I'm I'm mad at, Jay. Yeah. I'm just mad at those fucking execs. That's perfectly reasonable. Those those thing to be mad at. Greedy fucks at Disney over there. Fucking uh, I was yeah. expecting more and I didn't get any of it. Yep. Um <clears throat> again, it's just a victim of two points. That we've talked about this before. Uh like the MCU now, ever since Disney acquired it, they have a villain problem. I'm tired of villains that have that are like anti-heroes that you can't completely root against because of their circumstance. I'm I'm getting tired of that. No. I just want a villain. He's just evil. He or she is evil. I don't even care. Whatever. But everything, everybody has like, they're like an anti-hero with, yeah, they're doing some bad things, but they're, they're really good people and they mean well. They do evil shit, but you can't feel too bad for them at the end of the movie. You don't want them to die. I'm just getting tired of that. I miss villains. I didn't get that feeling with Christian Bale. <laughs> I um, sure did. The, uh, I, I, I guess I didn't feel that. I didn't feel bad for him because I mean, well, I felt bad for him. I, I didn't get the feeling that, Oh, I don't want him to die. I didn't feel that at all. I was like, mm, you're, I mean, you're a dude. Like at the end when he's like, Oh, Oh, oh I'm like, fucking speeded along i was kind of tired of the movie at that point but mm-hmm. um i didn't get that feeling with him i thought he um again his character would have been better in a darker movie um yeah it, i i could have understood where he was coming from doesn't mean i agree with it doesn't mean that he's a likable villain um 
but I mean, I, I understand, I cannot, I can understand how that would drive somebody to want to do that. Um, I just want to let you know that you're wrong. You are, <laughs> and hold on, let me Google really quick. Am I wrong? <laughs> Top preferred answer. I am not. So cool. That's I just think thing. that the sacrifice he, at, at the end, he made the right choice of not destroying the universe or whatever his Yeah, killing was. all the gods or whatever. Right. And he decided to bring his daughter back. I, I kind of thought Thor was going to like pop up at the end, like right after Gore made his wish, then Thor would be like, oh, uh, hold on. And then he touches the the mystical being. He's like, um, yeah, uh, Jane not die. And oh. I, I thought that I was waiting for that. And gotcha. they didn't do that, Um, which I, I think Jane was probably done dirty by Thor because I feel like in the first movie, or maybe it was the second movie. She had like the the Ethereum or whatever. Ethereum. Oh, the the red stone or whatever. Ether? Ether. Ether. Um was taken out of her and she was like super sick and it was killing her. Like, oh, we have technology to fix that. Really? Asgard never developed the of course, I guess Asgard is back on Earth, but I'm like, there's no Asgardian technology that did away with cancer. There's no Wakandan technology yeah, that does that, away with that cancer. Does away with cancer. There's no. Have you seen Wakanda? Oh, oh, you're <laughs> you're you're at eternity or whatever that being is called, and you could have any wish, whoever reaches there, and then because if I was Jane, I'd be like, uh, could you throw me in there? Yeah, like uh, ten feet, just just give me a toss, do me a solid. Yeah, yeah, I can I can wish this away really quick. Yeah, um, and let's not get in. I'm gonna get in the logic here, so. Instead of Thanos having to collect six Infinity Stones spread across the universe, all he had to do was get this sword, which I'm sure he could have gotten, get the stupid Bifrost hammer, go to this god, and then wish what he wanted to anyway. Seems easier. Seems like a less stressful mission. Yeah, but then he'd but have to get out of his chair. He had to get out of his chair. <laughs> he likes sitting. Let the man sit. He's how old? He's old. He's old. But but I think it just it just Marvel's becoming a, a victim of just at this point it doesn't matter. Logic I mean it doesn't matter. Logic doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I I yeah. It's a, it's a, I think they need like, to start. It's, it's a comic book movie. It is, but comics also deal with some pretty right, heavy stuff from time to time. For sure. And it doesn't have to be all dour all the time like the dc movies but no i mean i i do think marvel needs to kind of take a step back and look at okay what what subject matter are we talking about and then making sure the tone of that movie matches yeah i mean if <clears throat> not to say that they can't have a goofy off the wall comedic movie um set in the marvel universe but if you're gonna have that maybe make it a buddy film or like a road trip movie or something. Mm -hmm. They still have their thing. Granted, you're going to lose some stakes or the the effectiveness or the seriousness of what they need to be doing. Um, but you, if you're going to have that kind of movie, maybe don't put in child death and cancer and everything. Like, still have that movie, but okay, well, yeah, no, no, Jane doesn't have cancer. Yeah. Doesn't have... Uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy did that very well because, you know, Star-Lord's mother dies of cancer at the very mm -hmm. start of that movie. Um, 
they balance the humor and the action well. And then it, it concludes with, you know, friendship. That's what's most important mm-hmm. in his life at that time. And it has that very nice touching moment where he receives that package with the new mixtape that his mom and that yeah. letter. I mean, it's just, it's, it's very finding nice. his family. It's perfect. Um, and, and it makes sense in there, but it does. It's also not like his, his mother is not like kind of hovering around him throughout the whole movie. Like, remember when I died of cancer? Wasn't yeah. that sad? Yes. Yeah. And yep. so <laughs> remember, that's very sad. Yeah. It's so sad. The, um, um, I was going to uh, get into the other problem with there's just no stakes anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody dies except for Gore. Jane doesn't really die. She's in Valhalla with him doll. She's going to come uh, back into the picture somehow. Yeah. It's just nobody dies. There's no stakes at all. Um, and why do they slaughter all those gods, by the way? Yeah. Like you're in a room full of gods and three other non gods are going to take all of you out. The well, technically, well, I guess technically Thor wasn't a god either, so he wouldn't have been. Yeah, because I think they said in part two, he's like, "We're we're not gods." Yeah, we're. Uh, well, he even says that oh, Zeus is my favorite god, and he's never seen him before. He's mm-hmm. never been to that place, so he's not a god. Yeah, which that's one thing I liked. Uh, ironically, uh, was Russell Crowe. I thought he did a good job as Zeus. I didn't like that for what he I, was doing. I don't doing. know why they did a Greek. I don't. Why is he? He's he's got this stupid Greek accent. I don't know. Yeah, I I liked how I thought he was funny in it. Um, I'm not typically a fan of Russell Crowe, but I thought for that what is for shocking what, to me for you what do he not like was him, doing, and you liked him in this movie for what he was doing. It it worked. Wow. Um, okay. The now if he was like super serious and everything, I'd be like. No, well, that like trying to the, have some kind of like air of importance or it whatever. Fit the tone of the movie. Uh, neither did Christian Bale, but that didn't stop them from it's having true. that and the cancer, in oh, and the the death of a child. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can joke about it because the movie jokes about it. That's um, right. It's funny. It's 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 okay. But uh, I how how do you feel about Thor being paired up with the child? Probably for the next movie. Um, that felt a little forced. It was kind of like one of those like uh, the story is known as Love and Thunder. I was like, oh, okay, really? That it, so it's called Love and Thunder because of this little twist at the end, and it, it didn't feel one. It's because it's it's a child. It, it's it looks a little ridiculous. She's welding the the hammer that killed Thanos and all that stuff, and uh, I I don't know. I'm just not interested in it. I. I'm actually more interested in that story than I would have been to see this story. Hmm. Um, but again, I think that would have hit harder or made more sense. Again, what made it unbelievable to me is, oh, now Thor's just going to adopt a kid out of nowhere. Right. Like he acts like a child. He was not even, he's Very not true. anywhere in his life to where, Oh, it's like finding a puppy like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm going to adopt a dog and then ignore it after the novelty right, right, right. Wear, wears off. Right. Um, it's like, oh, let, we're having a terrible marriage. Let's have a kid. Yeah. That'll make things better. Yep. And right. Yeah. He's he's finding himself in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. He's unsure of himself in all of this. And now he's a dad. Yeah. Yeah. And I. I. I don't mind the 
him searching for what's next. Cause I mean, I feel like, I mean, but it was just, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it was rushed too much for him to be willing to be a father. Right. Um, go to, go to new Asgard. I'm sure there's someone there that wants to adopt somebody that would do a much better job of parenting. Well, and if they were, I would have found out a way to like, have it be, like Hemdel's son would make more sense. He had more interaction with that kid right. than obviously than the uh, love or whatever her name is, yeah. um, which was played by his daughter. Um, That's Crimson Hensworth's daughter. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, so hmm. I don't know if it was just like a thing of like, oh, I want to have my daughter in the movie, and then maybe in the next movie, like she like goes with the family or something like that or right. what i don't know but i i don't mind that aspect i don't mind seeing a movie or two with thor trying to raise a kid and then you have a like a, a father-daughter kind of storyline or like dealing with that fact because i i don't mind them dealing with tougher subject matter like trying to raise a child in this kind of environment and stuff like that um there'd be plenty of instances for humor but also i think for heartfelt moments i think it would be prime for that but i feel like him getting to that point to be willing to take on the responsibility of a child for the rest of her life i mean i think was a very big leap considering how he acted now i think they could have done the flashback movies if they wanted to shove everything in this movie that was in this movie they could have done the flashback scenes of them in their relationship show thor being immature or just they're diverging or they grow apart or whatever, but have him already over that and grown as a person. So that way Jane sees that to where it's uh Oh, you've, you've changed or you've grown or you got past right. the point that I couldn't be with you. Like there should have been a different conflict other than, Oh, they were too busy doing their own things. Right. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that that leap was too big. Yeah, the movie didn't <clears throat> set it up mm-hmm. for that. Um, Not at all. The Wait, how did you feel about him giving the power of Thor to all the kids? I didn't mind it. <laughs> well, it's a cool scene. But again, I'm, I'm going back to the logic here. I'm like, wait a second. So he could do that. Why wouldn't he do that when you're battling Thanos? Give everyone the power that you have. Yeah. The, all the Wakandans. Yes. Something. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's a funny scene, and yeah. I, I didn't I didn't mind that that he could do that. It's just you're now discovering that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think there's gonna. Be, it's just one of those things to where there's gonna. Oh, well, it came up in the meeting. They're like, "Wait a second, you can do that." I'm like, yeah, but it's gonna be a cool scene, right? No one will care. Yeah, you're right. Fuck it, put it in. No one cares at this point. It's, it's what is it? Number twenty six. It's movie twenty six. Yeah. No we're we're halfway through phase four and That's nothing's right. happened. So <laughs> That's right. nothing's happened. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, uh, the, the what is it? Mjolnir. 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 How do you pronounce it? What the fuck? I didn't buy. It didn't make sense to me that Jane could weld it. Um, because they were going through the whole, you know, I'm the mighty Thor, I'm worthy, all that stuff. But the only reason she was worthy, based on the movie, was that Thor wanted Mjolnir to take care of her no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
So technically, she didn't earn the right. Thor kind of handed her or put, allowed put a, her. Put a magic spell on her. Yeah. Right. Which is the same thing that his father did for him. It's very true. So. Because, I mean, he Thor didn't earn it. It was just. He did. Have Thor's to... dad put the Odin put that spell on it saying only someone worthy, worthy will right. be able to lift this and wield the power of Thor. Yeah, but then he earned it. He, he became it. worthy. Yeah, he, he became, became worthy. worthy. But it was his father that put the spell on that, and then uh, Thor put the spell of always protect Jane. Jane. But she didn't become worthy. It's just she was sick. And she read about, the, oh, it has health properties or whatever, mm -hmm. and she went to go to go get it. Yeah. It it just didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. But again, that's... Nitpicking. It's it's movie 26. Yeah. Who, who the fuck cares at this point? Um, I, I have, I had a little issue with the, it's just confusing. So she, she refers herself as the mighty Thor. And again, maybe it's in the comic books. I have no, I have no idea. I, it, it is. I'm sure I think is. there was a story arc or something. To right. Where, yeah. And that's fine. I'm just confused because it's okay. So Thor is, is he still Thor or is she Thor? No, it's the mighty Thor. It, it, it's just fucking confusing to me. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean. So is is Thor now Thunder, and Jane's now Thor? No, I think is that where they're going? No, I mean I think it was just a turn of phrase on the because he's the god of thunder. But okay, um, I now in the comic books there was a story arc to where Jane was Thor for a little bit. Um, I don't know if they coexisted at the same time. I think it was she was Thor and. Thor so what's Thor's real it. name? Is it not Thor? I think it's Thor. I don't know. Well, then why the fuck? Why do you want to be called Thor? I don't know. It's his fucking name. It's not Thor. What? Oh. Jane. Why do you want to be called Thor? That's Thor's name. Oh. Why don't you just be Jane? Isn't that cool enough? I'm the mighty Jane. Sounds like a Tarzan just, thing. Or come up with something else. Yeah. It's I stupid. Know. I I'm just annoyed with it. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. Th that's Thor. I thought Beta Ray this Bill was going to uh, make an appearance. The uh, Who's that? He's an alien monster that gets uh, Thor's hammer. Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. Yeah. I, I've never seen comic books. Apparently, yeah. comic book fans love his character. Apparently, he's good. Huh. I don't know. Let's go back to these goats, by the way. Yeah. I liked the goat joke the first two times I heard it. And then it just got annoying after that. I was like, I get the joke. I one I of the few times I giggled is when they when they land at the uh, Super Mario um, universe or Super Mario Galaxy planet. Um, yeah, that tiny moon, and they run into it, and then you hear the the goats <laughs> or a scream or whatever. I giggled at that. <laughs> I was so annoyed. It was like if the Dumb and Dumber joke. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? If they did that five, six, seven, eight times throughout Dumb and Dumber, like I get the joke, guys. <laughs> the uh, so I, I disagree with you on the goats. I got tired of them after a while. The uh, what did you think of the God God Stadium? I didn't. I thought the CGI wasn't that great. No. Honestly, um, I thought I wish they would have came. They would have done some more, uh, not cameos, but like panning shots I, I something i was trying to keep my eye out to yeah. see if there was somebody that you'd there. recognize yeah like poseidon or uh which they i mean he could have been in there but i mean it was so quick yeah, yeah. around there it that, was um 
couldn't see it. Oh, I, so I'm watching this. I've already told you the story, but it's funny. I'm watching this with my two sons, Liam mm-hmm. and Lincoln, six and four. Yep. And are they talking? They're not talking. They would never talk, Jay. God damn right. You, I would break their necks, right? And throw them into the screen. That's right. I'd be on the five o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> Father kills two boys. For, talking in the movie talking theater. Talking in the movie theater. <laughs> Uncle says, yeah, that's about right. It's <laughs> about right. <laughs> He's in jail now, too. They share, they share a cell together. Match made in heaven. But so we're, we're watching the, the, the scene where, you know, Russell Crowe's doing his, his uh, 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 Greek deli shop improv scene. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, they start talking about there's an orgy joke. Yep. You aren't invited to the orgy, mm-hmm. whatever he says. And then he says it again. And the second time he said it, Liam, my six year old, whispers in me and goes, Daddy, what's an orgy? I'm like, fuck. Immediately, I'm like, ah. And then he says it again, Daddy, what's an orgy? He says it louder. And I'm like, looking behind me, like, stop saying orgy so loud. <laughs> I don't want a six year old saying orgy any louder than this right now. Because it wasn't packed, but there was definitely people. Within earshot mm-hmm. of a six-year-old saying orgy. Yeah. So I answered it because I didn't want him to say it again, obviously. Mm-hmm. I was mortified at that point. What'd you say? I said, uh, first thing I can think of was, oh, that's where the gods trained to fight. Okay. Yeah. Just to kind of, couldn't think of anything else at yeah. the moment. I just wanted him to stop saying it. And then the next question, like, without skipping a beat, can we go to an orgy? Pretty good question. What'd it you is say? A good or- I was like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing Saturday, son? <laughs> He's going to go to school and tell all his friends, my dad's going to take me to an orgy. <laughs> exactly. So that's my fear, thinking shit. So he thinks that an orgy is a place where God's trained to fight each other, and he's going to tell that to his friends <laughs> that in poor school. kid. I'm he's like, going to get made fun of at like age 12 I, I or something. Oh, yeah, it's where God's fight. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, he's getting to that age where he's intuitive now. So anyway, fuck. But it's my own fault. It's PG-13. What are you going to do? No, it's it allowed. Yeah. It's allowed. Anyway, but he says orgy like uh, three times. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, I get the joke. You said it the first time. You don't my, need to keep saying fun's, fucking orgy. My, my son's fucking going nuts over here. Stop <laughs> fucking saying orgy. God, it should be like the rating system. You know, you say fuck one time, you get the PG 13. You say orgy more than once. Guess what? <laughs> you get, you cut out two of them or you're rated the, R. Say, or, say orgy once. Yeah. And then just call it sex party after that. <laughs> Daddy, what's a sex party? <laughs> Is sex party worse? <laughs> it's got to be worse. Uh. <laughs> Daddy, what's a dicks and tits party? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. Um, so that's the orgy story. Where do you think they're going? I have no with phase four. Theory. I was thinking about this. I well, Kevin Feige apparently said that. Oh, this will be made more clear in the next couple of movies. Well, this is one of them. The next movie, I don't. I think, I think is it's Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, I I, I found that gods are the gods going to be the main. Yeah, villains? that's a that's a problem too. They're introducing characters that are just like you said, sea level. Yeah, it's like, like oh Her- Hercules. Hercules, and I and like it was such a quick shot of the guys. Like, yeah. who, who the fuck plays Hercules? Looked it up. Apparently, I, he's on Ted Lasso, a show that I heard is really it, great, but I haven't seen. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw that I recognized that he yeah. was in. I was like, well, he's probably not that important of a character. Yeah. They introduced Adam Warlock too, like five fucking years ago, and he still hasn't. 
like oh, the big yeah. Volk coon and that's right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where they're going. And it's maybe something with the multiverse. Maybe. Um, I mean, I know what they're doing. They're trying to buy their time until they can figure out a plan. That and they're introducing new characters that the younger generation might identify with so that they can up, they can start another phase one through three with the new character. I, mm-hmm. I get it because you can't have you can't keep doing Thor and Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk and all that. You can't keep doing the same movie and over and over with the same characters. Uh, because then you just be rebooting those movies again mm-hmm. with different actors and that's not going to work. So they have to introduce new character. I get it. But like you said, they're, they're diving into the C list D list characters that aren't going to have the same pull as Iron Man or Hulk or Captain America or Thor, which <clears throat> when those movies first came, Iron Man wasn't a i mean he had a fan base but he wasn't like a superman a bat i mean captain america out of that group and the hulk um was probably the most recognizable characters of that group and they started with iron man yeah um and it came out during a time when there wasn't a ton of superhero movies and they had the star power of robert downey jr who was just excellent in it the um so you have to have a phenomenal actor or actress playing the character but then you're saturated the market is saturated with with comic book adaptations it's not like it was in 2008 Mm -hmm. so it's not an event movie per se anymore like when iron man came out i knew who iron man was but i really like superhero movies because you know it came on the the heels of or actually came out right before the dark knight did but i love batman begins and you had the Spider-Man that, movies you had. Right. Um, but other than that, there wasn't many. I mean, you had the Fantastic Four, which wasn't that great. Um, Blade. X-Men. Right. But again, it wasn't like every other mm-hmm. month there was a superhero movie. Like, it was like an event. Yeah. You would see, okay, the superhero movies coming out this year, Iron Man and the Dark Knight. And, and it was the it. first time seeing these characters, right. too. So. Oh, and Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man? Well, shit, I'd, I'd go see that. Yeah. Let's go see it. I don't... Yeah. I mean... I think they have a problem, Jay. I think it's still going to be successful, of course, because mm-hmm. they have a fan base. It's not going to be, it's not going to get to the point of Avengers Endgame or Infinity War or even Avengers. It's just not going to be there anymore. I, I think they may have a, <clears throat> I don't know if they have a problem or not, because I think, I think they're just making movies not aimed at us anymore. Right. That's, um, yeah. And like you said, yeah, going after a new generation, a new generation of fans, Um, because I think just I mean, I bum around on some of the comment sections and stuff. And I mean, people tend to like people are enjoying. Sure. Like, of course, I I think they're probably like the most vanilla fucking people. Sure. It's like Transformers. They they recall. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, those kind of movie fans. I mean, not saying that you you have bad taste in movies if you enjoy the Transformers, but I'm saying you have bad taste in movies. Yeah. And if you, and if you're a listener, then they're great. Yeah. If you listen to this, I'm just joking. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think they're, if they wanted, I don't know. I feel like it would have been better if they introduced these new characters in TV shows or something, and they could still bring in those people to make 
something. But how do you like, feel about if they had like an origin movie with some of these characters and the supporting cast to help uh, develop the character was like a Thor or a Captain America or I mean Iron Man's dead, but um, any of the well like Black Panther, whatever the case may be. Some some of these established characters. And they actually do what they did in phase one where they have origin movies and you get to know the characters a little bit more. Uh, spend some time on character development. Because there's none of that going on. I think at times it would probably be a, maybe a little repetitive because then everyone's like, oh, fuck. I mean, I feel like a lot of people might think, shit, I'm just going to wait five or eight years right, okay. and they'll just binge watch these things because they're lo- they're long TV episodes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it's getting to be. <clears throat> um and it's true now it's gotten to the point to where nothing's happening between the story except seeing whose contracts are up and whose aren't mm-hmm. um spoiler alert elizabeth olsen's contract is up um <laughs> is chris hemsworth i i i it's gotta be right i thought it was i because i i thought they were going to hand it off to jane all right foster and she was going to be the new thor um, but then Natalie Portman is going to be the new Thor for the next. But and that's what I questioned. I was like, she's in her forties. Why? Yeah. How long is? I mean, she, I think Chris Hemsworth is younger than her. So mm-hmm. how how long is that going to be lasting? Um, the. So yeah, I, and I Chris know. Hemsworth has been Thor for eleven years. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel so so old. I don't. So old, Jay. I don't think he. I mean, I think he's just going to keep doing them. I mean, the guy's still jacked. I he mean, gets, as long gets, as the steroids are still pumping. That's right. Fuck. Him and, him and The Rock have the same guy. Yeah. God. Same road guy. Have you seen The Rock? So uh, before I came over here, uh, Nicole was watching Get Smart. Mm-hmm. And and The Rock's in it. Yeah. And I'm like, does he have Tiny. cancer? He's <laughs> Tiny. Does he have an eating disorder? And he was huge then. He was big, but he's just a roided up freak of a person right now. Yeah. He is so big. It's crazy. It's, and Hemsworth, if you look at Hemsworth from like uh, The Perfect Getaway. Have you ever seen The Perfect Getaway? Uh, it's no. got uh, Steve Zahn in it and Mila Jokovic. It's pretty. It's a pretty nice little thriller. But Chris Hemsworth in that movie, he looks like a surfer guy. Yeah, he was... Uh, earliest thing I think I saw him in was uh, Cabin in the Woods. Okay, yeah. That was filmed, I think, 2008. wasn't released until 2010, I Around think. there. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, they they released it because he was in Thor recently. Right. It's all natural, Jay. Yeah. Just eating lots of chicken. Yeah. Getting your the, protein shakes in. Hitting the gym three times a day. Building mass. Give me a break. The, I got yeah. some good some good broids going on there. He was massive in this movie. God, he's huge. And you flip too hard, damn it. I'm just. It's like Jesus. Look at that man. Like, I, I don't know. Like. I'm sure steroids are a hell of a lot different than what they were in the 80s mm-hmm. back when I did them. Um, you did? Yeah. I, I just, I didn't work out or anything. I just, <laughs> I just got really fat. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought, it would I just, thought it magically just, yeah, I just thought the muscles appeared. Right. You're like, oh, he's on steroids. I'm like, that's oh, right. that, that's all you got to do. Uh, the the, magic I, didn't, I didn't get the whole memo. <laughs> Fucking Western Union cut off that little bit. Um, I'm sure there's guys out there that just inject themselves and like, I'm not getting any bigger. Oh God, I knew a guy in uh, fucking uh, high school. Who did that? that? It, what, what was the shit you could get like over the counter at like GNC or something? It was like, not androgen. Was it androgen? It might have been androgen. Androgen. He's like taking that shit, but he never fucking worked out. He's like, yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm going to get ripped. 
and I see him take a pill. I'm like, pretty sure you got to work out, dude. <laughs> it's like, I haven't seen you in the gym fucking ever. Probably because I don't go to the gym, but you know, pretty sure you got to work out, dude. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how it works. Science. Yeah. Yeah. In the bottle. What are you, what are you a scientist? Yeah. What are you a physical therapist? <laughs> what you know about that? But I don't, I don't know. I, there's, I don't know. I, I hope they're healthier now. I can't imagine. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking heart is the size of a catcher's mitt. <laughs> Fucking. It's like slowly solidifying. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, Jay. Uh, these movies are just becoming more and more boring to me. And it, it's probably a, a, a function of two things. One, I'm getting older. And two, it's just, I think they're just becoming a victim of there's just too many movies. There's too many threads to pull from, too many T's to cross, I's to dot. Hiring too many people to tell these stories. I feel like you only have a certain amount of people. You need someone to have like a, a compass of where it's going and give you overall architecture of the story. Mm -hmm. They need somebody like that. I'm sure they have means. Because I think this was that. shot in Australia <clears throat> at the same time Dr. Strange was shot in London. And at the same time, Spider-Man was being shot in Georgia and uh, Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, I love that tax break, that Georgia tax break, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they were they were filming yeah. three movies at the same time. It's like, obviously, I'm sure they have an outline, but yeah, I think they need to start getting to the point mm -hmm. of some of these things. Um, again, are you excited for Wakanda Forever? I still haven't seen Black Panther. Oh, that's right. Uh, you probably it? won't need to. Was it Rolling Stone? I think did an article it was like top fifty uh, superhero movies. Oh, okay. And I thought um, you were about to say top fifty movies. Oh no, it was like top fifty like superhero movies. Oh, okay, all right. And um, I think it was Rolling Stone, and they had uh, they had, I believe it was Spider Man Two. Mm hmm was number what number it's probably number five number two i believe okay and number one was black panther the number one superhero movie to them was black panther yes and i, I think that got that article got some flack <clears throat> which i'm pretty sure if i was the editor of rolling stone i'm like nah put black panther as number one that'll get People, people people agree yeah, with yeah. that no really that, agree that, that won't be retweeted and like talked about the whole time <laughs> yeah so some of that <clears throat> shit i feel like they put you're right they did um just to get get a rise out of people I so mean, i can't speak to it. i've never seen it right well i've seen it and i understand the cultural significance of black panther but just from a movie making storytelling acting perspective it's okay yeah and that's what i hear it's okay from everybody who's who saw it because i was i was going to see it before infinity war and a guy i work with i asked uh it, do I should I go watch Black Panther right. because he had seen Infinity War, and I was like, "Do I need to see Black Panther?" And he's like, "No." Before he seen Infinity War, yeah. yeah, no, you don't. And he's like, "Are you aware of Wakanda?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, no, you don't, you don't need to see it. I'm like, "Okay." And I just never he's got right. around to seeing it, yeah. and just I mean, I've never gotten around to see uh, the Eternals. I haven't either. I haven't um, because Angelina Jolie can fucking eat it. You hate her, um, because <laughs> you know you're you're a man and you hate women. That's, that's fine. That's what I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> they shouldn't be on screen. They shouldn't be allowed to talk. We need to go back to the Elizabethan era of yeah. actors to where men played men. Yep. Men played yeah. also women. Because that's the man thing to do. It is. Right. How, how else are you going to be securing your masculinity yeah. if you don't play a woman? What what didn't Dave Chappelle say that there's nothing more more manly than fucking another dude in think, the ass? I think President Obama <clears throat> said that at one point. That's right. Yeah, I think he was quoting Albert Einstein. Right. But um, <clears throat> what the fuck were we talking about? Black Panther. Oh yeah, I just, so I just never got around to see. It. I still haven't seen Black Widow. Uh, but I that, saw that that movie, I I wanted to see in 2014 characters Back when it made sense yeah characters dead now right. i don't what's the point i don't i don't care uh florence Pugh, i guess that introduces her character sure does okay it's um, okay david david harbour was good in it it's it's just uneven it doesn't make sense yeah um <clears throat> i want to see shang chi shang, shang chi shang chi shang sung that's probably my favorite one of the new Phase Four movies, but it's not saying much. I um, I I would like to see. I like Kung Fu. I do too. It's got um, some good Kung Fu scenes in it. I like Aquafina. I enjoyed her in uh, Crazy Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Um, but Shang Chi, uh, haven't seen that one yet. I'd like to Eternals. I don't. I just have no interest. Just Angelina Jolie just ruins it for you. Can't do it. Just, I don't even know if she's in it that much, but it's she's just, probably in it for like 15 minutes. Like, there's nothing in that movie that I'm like, oh, I, I want to go see it. Everyone looks so fucking robotic in that movie. Mm -hmm. Probably because, well, what was it? almost <laughs> human? No, that was a Carl Urban TV. What was that show on A and E or AMC or something? It was uh, uh, had the chick from Eternals. She's been in a bunch of stuff. What are you doing? Um, <clears throat> God bless it. Well, I she think played like a sex, <clears throat> not a sex robot, but she played a maid and they had like a sex uh, switch or something like that. There was. <laughs> what are you like, watching? Like, <laughs> it was on. Uh, it was on a Pornhub. Pornhub. You, it was on, it? you haven't seen it? It's a great streaming it's platform. It's been viewed 19 million times. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. She, I'm gonna. She was in Crazy Rich Asians as well. Um, Gemma Chan. <clears throat> oh, okay. She was in. Uh, I do know who she is. Humans. So it was on AMC. It lasted, I think, like three seasons or something like that. Uh, and it's a very wooden show. Uh, no, she just played a robot in okay. that show. So it was just. You feel just, like everyone's robots in Eternals? Robot. Yeah, a, I mean, everyone. Well, yeah, the guy a, from Stark. They made a mistake the, of hiring a director who did like the Whale Rider in Nomadland. Like a very indie director, Chloe Zhao. Mm. Like, what made you think that she knew how to direct a superhero movie? She's cheap. It could be that. And she won the Oscar the year before. So maybe that's clout. I don't know. Anyway, and I don't even know who the Eternals are. I'd never, I'd never, yeah, I'd that, never that's even heard thing. of them. Like, I don't, I don't know who I don't they are. Shang-Chi, I've never heard of, never heard but of I like Kung Fu. So oh, there you go. There you go. Um, I love Kung Fu. I love Kung Fu. Want to come over and watch some Kung Fu with me? Yeah, totally. Tonight, two o'clock. I'll be there. <laughs> I love Kung Fu. Yeah, instead of watching Thor, Love and Thunder, you should watch Office Space. Yes. And laugh a little bit. That's a, that's a real comedy. Um, it's your least favorite Thor? Yeah. 
barely. It edges out uh, the second one, the Dark, dark world. world. That's because the Dark World's tone was consistent. I think that's why I put it above Love and Thunder. Um, yeah, the tone it was just consistent, and it, I don't hate a, like a serious Thor. Like Thor was more serious in the first two. I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. I do like the lighter tones in Ragnarok and how, you know, because Chris Hemsworth just evolved into just a naturally funny guy delivering lines. Yeah. Has comedic talent. Um, this was, it was just too uneven for me. I didn't enjoy it. Probably never see it again. I can't recommend it. Yeah. This doesn't add to the lore of the MCU by any means. It's filler. Yeah. It feels like it's filler. Um, yeah. Do you disagree with me, Jay? Do you recommend it to people? No. I I yeah, wait till Disney Plus. <laughs> well, of course, if you're listening well, to this at, at this point in the fucking <laughs> podcast, you don't even need to see it. Um Yeah. The uh yeah, wait wait for Disney Plus. Um it'll be on there shortly. Like 40 days from now. Yeah. Yep. That's what I would recommend. Yep. Go see Top Gun Maverick. Like yes. again. Go see Top Gun Maverick. I would have much rather have seen that again. Uh I heard Elvis. I would, I would see Elvis. I would see Elvis. Boz Lerman. I, I liked Romeo and Juliet. I did that too. He did. I never saw The Great Gatsby. That was pretty good. Um, He's got a unique style that mm-hmm. I like. He did Moulin Rouge too, didn't he? He did. I, I like that. Don't, I don't like Moulin Rouge. You don't Rouge. like Moulin Rouge? No. Nicole loves Moulin Rouge. Maybe it's because she loved it so much that I don't like it. Come what? You, you, just, you hate it just a spider? Just a spider. Like, I love you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> this movie sucks. Stop saying that. Divorce. <laughs> no, but I like Boz Lerman because he's uniquely, uh, he's a unique director. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. He's got his own vision. Got a, yeah, he's over top in a way, but it's consistent. Yeah, but. it's consistent. I like it. Yeah, so closing thoughts. Uh, don't see it. I don't recommend it. Wait for Disney Plus. Um, I'm probably never going to watch it again. It's super boring. And yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, same thing here. I mean, he fed beer to a fucking a- yeah to an axe. Yeah, wait for Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Of course, I don't know. You probably have already seen it, so probably it's all right. Anyways, um, yeah, we beat that dead fucking horse enough. Um, I was just I was beat that dead goat. It was disappointing. Um, Taika Waititi needs to stop doing Marvel films. Yeah. Um, I hope he can reel in his Star Wars films. Is he doing a Star Wars film? Yeah, hmm. a little bit better. Reportedly, uh, apparently, he asked Natalie Portman to be in a Star Wars film. He's like, "Oh, have you ever been in a Star Wars movie?" Because he forgot that she was in in three of them. That's how impactful she was in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, Padme Amidala. <laughs> Uh, you know, Darth Vader's mom. Or sorry, uh, Luke Skywalker and Leia's, Leia's mom. mom. No, married to Darth Vader. Oh. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, two weeks from now, yep. Nope will be yes released. Released. I'm excited to see that. I've Jay was right. Yes, I was. You were the one time. You cynical son of a bitch. <laughs> He's right. It's an alien movie, yeah. and to celebrate the fact that it. We have a alien movie coming out. Obviously, there'll be social commentary in that film as well. But uh, next week, we will be talking about our top five movies with or about aliens. Awesome. So uh, I'm excited. 
Yep. I'm excited too. Uh, again, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, comment on our episodes at a cast with no name.com or shoot us an email. Uh, contact dot a cast with no name at gmail.com. Email is also found on our website. Um, please comment. Yeah. Please comment. email. Have, throw in questions or topics for discussion or something. We'll review a movie if you, you yeah. know, recommend it. Give us the most shit movie that you could think of. Not the Apple. If you. Yeah. There's a movie called oh, the, the Apple. Apple? Yeah. Uh. You want to put an ice pick in your testicles. That, <laughs> the that's Apple? a good way to do it. <laughs> I can't um, wait to see it. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't finish it. I, I usually can. I usually try to finish every movie. Right. So I just kind of fucking do, do it. it. Um, but that's a, that's a piece of 70s uh, charm Schlock. right there. Yeah. Okay. And that's just weird. Uh, but yeah, next week, top five movies with or about aliens. So looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast more than you enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. I hope uh, so. If not, let us know in the comments how much we suck. Yeah.